Hey, thanks for joining us at Connection Point Church. You know, we would love for you to stay connected and a simple way for you to do that is to subscribe so that each week you can get notified when new content goes live. We'd also love to keep in touch with you throughout the week and the best way to do this is through our Connection Point Facebook page. Now with all that being said, let's go to this week's message with our lead pastor, Zach Maddox. We're living in a time of uncertainty. Uh, we're not blind to what's going on in the world around us. Uh, Shelly's mom was actually tested for COVID-19 uh, this past week. Uh, thankfully, the results came back negative. Uh, there's also been several leaders. If, if you follow us on social media, so we're a part of the Assemblies of God, and, and a number of our leaders within World Missions have been affected by it, so we've been praying for them as they're dealing with challenges in the hospital right now. Um, I also know that, that uh, right now I'm talking to many that if infected with this virus, it'd be a real threat to your health and well-being. And I want you to know uh, we truly are praying protection for you. You know, we, we close every Sunday. I, I give that, that blessing, which is the Lord keep you, which is to protect you. And so we send you with that weekly, and, and we'll close that way still. But I want you to know we're praying for you. I was praying for you this morning that God's hand of protection be upon you. Uh, besides the health risks, you, you think about challenges we're facing. We're aware of other complications as well. Our economy's been affected. Schools are clo closing. Uh, businesses are shutting down. We know people's lives are being affected. It's, it's likely your life is, is affected in one way or another. Uh, one of our church families, I was thinking, just reflecting today on, on the effect on our church family. Their daughter was supposed to have a wedding in town here today, and, and those plans changed. You know, if you had a trip planned or, or some other event that you were looking forward to, it's likely it's been canceled for the foreseeable future. And we know people are starting to go without work. So the challenges we're facing right now, they're numerous. And so we don't gloss over that. I want to acknowledge all these things this morning, but I also want to make sure, what do we do in the midst of all that? Well, we allow Scripture to speak to our situation. Because Scripture has a lot to say about the troubles that we face in life. So I'm going to go ahead and, and dive into a passage today that speaks to our situation well today. So if you have your Bibles... And I hope you do. We're going to be in Philippians chapter 4 today. Uh, so we were in 2 Timothy last week, but Philippians chapter 4. We're going to be taking a look at verses 4 through 9 this morning. So starting in, in verse 4, Paul writing the believers in the city of Philippi, he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you've learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Let me just open in prayer this morning. God, we just thank you that you as the God of peace, that your promise is to be with us. And Lord, you, you instruct us not to be anxious. One of the most common commands quoted in scripture, what Jesus tells us is do not fear. So Lord, we just, uh, we come to you in prayer today knowing that you can remove fear. And so, Lord, I pray you speak to the hearts of everyone all across the greater Lafayette area today as they meet and they gather in your name still. 
And so, Jesus, we pray your name glorified in us. And Lord, I pray that you uh, would touch hearts today in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want us to look a, a little bit at the context of the letter that Paul's writing you know, so Paul, this follower of Jesus, he's writing to these believers in, in Philippi. And Paul started this church. If you read through the New Testament book of Acts, uh, the book that we're currently in, if you go further down, I think it's around chapter 16, what we find is he started this church and his ministry actually landed he and Silas in jail after having been beaten and publicly humiliated. So now Paul, you know, so his heart is for this church and he's faced hardship to start it. And now Paul, he's writing this letter and what's funny is, or maybe not funny, is he's once again a prisoner, but now this time in Rome. And it seems that the persecution that Paul endured while he was in Philippi is now the experience of these Philippian believers. And yet, despite the trouble that he is currently facing, so Paul's in prison in Rome, he's writing this letter, he's writing to the Philippian believers who are facing challenges themselves. And yet, in spite of all this, this letter to the Philippian church, it's filled with tremendous joy. In fact, what we find is that word joy is in this book about 16 times. And so it's in this context that Paul pens the words, rejoice in the Lord always. And I want us to consider he writes this while bound in chains, and he's not even sure whether he's going to live or die. So I don't want us to gloss over the challenges we're facing, but I also think as we look at these words, Paul has the moral authority to show us how we should respond as followers of Christ. And he's encouraging the Philippian church not to be afraid of their adversaries, but to instead find the peace of God in the midst of it all. And that's what we should find as well. And here's how Paul shows us that we do it. He shows us that the peace of God is found in rejoicing. Peace of God's found in rejoicing. So Paul, while sitting in chains in a Roman prison, Writing to believers facing incredible challenge, he says, Rejoice in the Lord always, at all times. Uh, the word rejoicing, it comes from the word joy. Rejoicing. You know, I've shared before that there is a difference between joy and happiness. You know, a person's happiness, it's based upon what's happening. That's where the word comes from. It's, it's based upon our circumstances, whereas joy, it has a completely different source. Joy is not a temporary state, something that comes and goes. Why? Because joy is not based on our circumstances. Joy is rooted in our relationship with Jesus. And we don't just rejoice for rejoicing's sake. No, we rejoice in our Lord Jesus. We, we rejoice in the fact that no matter where we're at, so I'm sitting in this room, the prayer room, you know, in our church building, you're sitting in your house or your, your living room or your bedroom, wherever you're at this morning, the joy is that the presence of Jesus is with us no matter where we're at. More than us just coming into one place on a sunny morning, as great as that is, and we look forward to, to getting back to that, but at the same time, what we can rejoice in this morning is that the presence of Jesus is with you right where you're at. If we want to experience the peace of God right now, it begins with us taking a moment to rejoice in the Lord. I felt like we should do that this morning. So let's just rejoice in him this morning. Jesus, we thank you that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you that you still hold us in your hands. Thank you that this situation is not taking you by surprise. Jesus, we rejoice that you are our firm foundation that we can build our life on. As we surrender our life to you, King Jesus, we can be confident that we've not built our life on sinking sand, 
but upon a rock, a firm foundation that never, never shakes. So Jesus, we rejoice in you today. Man, we've got to rejoice in Jesus to be able to experience his peace. But we also find that the peace of God is found by maintaining reason. So, so Paul tells the Philippian believers they should rejoice at all times, but that their reasonableness should be known to everyone. And I'll tell you what, that is a great word for us right now. Reasonableness. Uh, so I needed to pick up a few things uh, from Walmart the other day. And uh, that's not a joke, I did. And uh, so we usually shop at Aldi. Uh, so I asked one of the Walmart employees, I said, where could I find the nuts? And they said, in the toilet paper aisle. Okay, so that didn't really happen. But in all seriousness, like, things are a little bit crazy right now. Like, we need to resound and commit ourselves to being reasonable right now. You know, at a time when people are being unreasonable, it's really important to maintain a sense of reason in order to experience the peace of God in your life. So here's what I encourage you. As you go out to shop for your family, man, wave at people. Uh, greet them. Uh, help them find what they're looking for in the store. That would be different right now. And I would also say this, buy only what you need. Don't hoard what others might need. Consider that. So let's maintain reason in a time when people are choosing to be unreasonable. Why? Because of peace of God. It's found by maintaining reason. And I think you know that. Like some of these are almost just, just obvious truths and it's just good to be reminded of them. But we also see that the peace of God, it's found through prayer. Paul instructs the Philippian believers, do not be anxious about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God in the peace of God. That's what we're talking about this morning, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So here's, this, this is a core takeaway today. Peace is found in prayer. It really is. Peace is found in prayer so I just wonder if you could reflect for a moment how much of your week uh, this past week has been spent in prayer. Uh, if you're living without peace, is it because you've been living without prayer? You know, for years I've, I've encouraged us to abide daily in Jesus. And, and some have been great to really start to apply that principle to their lives. But some have struggled and they've said that they, they struggle to find time for it. You know, we, li we live very busy lives. But my hope for you right now is, is that maybe you've got some more margin. So this would be a great time to start taking more time to abide in Jesus and to create that habit. Because I would say this, just because you have more time doesn't mean you make it a priority unless you do it on purpose. Because it's in prayer, this is why it's so important, that your heart and your mind are guarded against the spirit of fear that's pervasive in our world today. In fact, here's what Psalmist writes in Psalm 34, verse 4. I love this. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. And here's how he answered. He freed me from all my fears. What a great verse. God freed me from all my fears. And how did that happen? Through prayer. You know, in talking with some of our church members this past week, several had uh, made the comment they were missing our Sunday morning, our, our corporate prayer times. And so we were talking about that with our, our staff, our leaders, our pastors. And, and so what we talked about doing is just hosting online times of prayer, corporate prayer, that we'd love to encourage you to, to be a part of. That what we'd love to encourage you to do during this time is, is continue with our house church Sundays in whatever capacity you're doing that, like today. Uh, but then also jump into at least one, one hour of corporate prayer a week. And, and so we've got different times that we want to offer that. We'll post on, on Facebook and Instagram through Connection Point Church later today or tomorrow, those times. Uh, but I'll mention them now. 
we'll have prayer on Mondays at 10 a.m., uh, Tuesdays at 12 noon, Wednesdays at 7 p.m., on Thursdays at 8.30 p.m., and then Fridays at 6 a.m. And we spread it out at different times, hoping to, to capture a time that works for you. So I just would really encourage you, during this time, what we find in this passage is that it is in prayer the peace of God floods our soul. And so we want to encourage you, gather for House Church Sunday, and then find a time to gather with others on prayer. You'll actually be in a video conference setting, so you'll interact with other people in prayer. That you can pray, you can put forward prayer requests. We want to make sure we're growing in prayer during this time. But I'd also say, as we look at the context of the passage, Paul mentions thanksgiving in prayer too. So one of the things I'd love to encourage you to do this week as a part of your abiding time is make a list of all of those things that you're thankful for and apply it to this time right now. What are you thankful for in the context of the situation we find ourselves in? As you list those things, peace floods your soul. If you find those things that you're thankful for, because the peace of God is found through prayer and thanksgiving. And we also see that the peace of God is found by thinking about right things. Because after Paul talks about prayer, he encourages the believers in Philippi to think about those things that are true, that are honorable, that are just, that are lovely and commendable. He encourages believers to meditate on those things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So what we need to remember is that what we think about is what grows. This is really important right now. What are you allowing yourself to spend time on? Because what you think about is what's going to grow in your life. If you're meditating on the Lord, those things will grow in your life. But if you're spending endless hours scrolling through Facebook, you know, glued to the TV set for news or shows or movies, then it's going to be really hard for, for peace to fill your life. What you spend your time on is going to determine your attitude right now. It really will. If you choose to abide daily, spend time meditating on God's word, to spend time in prayer, personally and corporately, you can expect to experience the peace of God in your life. Uh, Francis Chan, in his book, You and Me Forever, he uh, proposed to his kids that if they want to watch a 30-minute TV episode, then they spend 30 minutes reading their Bible. And what he was trying to do is balance out those things in our life. What are those competing voices? It's not bad advice, because what we think about is what grows. So I would say choose to maybe read an encouraging book right now. Go for a walk, especially if the sun is shining. FaceTime with some family or friends you've not connected with for a while. And I'd find a scripture verse to meditate on and be encouraged by. Uh, starting tomorrow, we'll make sure that we post a, a daily scripture on our uh, Connection Point social media sites on Facebook and Instagram. So if you're not following those, I'd encourage you to do that right now. That's part of how we can stay connected, and I'd encourage you to do that. But don't just take that scripture for yourself. Share that, because we're meant to share encouragement right now. It's important we do, because the peace of God is found by thinking about the right things. It's important we meditate on the right things right now. And the last thing we find in, in these verses that Paul writes is that the peace of God is found by doing what you've learned from godly leaders. So Paul closes this section of this letter by telling the Philippian believers, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. So if you've been a part of Connection Point Church for a little while, uh, you know the core values that are near and dear to our heart is that we love Jesus and others. That's the first one, and, and we do that by four very important ways, by abiding daily. I've, I've been talking about that, by serving others, by giving selflessly, and by sharing good news. And as we practice these things, so these are the things that we've learned and received and heard and seen. I'm just going back to what we've already talked about. 
And the promise of Scripture is as we practice those things, we can expect the God of peace to show up in our life. So I've already talked about abiding, but, but what about giving and serving others? So one of the opportunities afforded us right now is the ability to display a trust in God that runs counter to the current hoarding mentality of people throughout the world. We've seen it. So instead of reacting naturally to a world that seems out of order, we can respond supernaturally by seeking opportunities to meet the needs of people within our church, our local community, and the world. So if you're hoarding right now, it's very unlikely that you're experiencing the peace of God. Why? Because hoarding is a sign that you think you can control the situation. Problem is, deep down, you know you can't. So then people wind up anxious. What I would put before you is it's people who hoard who probably lack peace. If you want to experience peace, it's important you continue to give. Because here's what giving says. It give, giving says that you trust God still. It's actually the act of giving that floods your soul with peace. Try it and, and see if it's not true. Giving will release the grip fear has on your life. I actually talked about this in December. That was actually that message that, that it's fear that keeps us from giving. And so this is a time where you can put into practice how you can release the grip that fear has on your life through giving. So I'd encourage you to have the easy options of giving online. You can go to the Connection Point uh, Facebook page. You can go to our, our homepage, our connectionpointchurch.org. There's a, a link for giving there. And I would say this, we've already seen an increase in opportunity to meet needs through our food pantry this past week, uh, as well as through benevolence requests that have come in. And we also know that these needs are going to increase in the weeks to come, and we intend to meet them. So thanks for helping one of our church families this past week cover their gas bill. You know, you're usually helping in ways you don't even know, just through your faithfulness in giving. You know, at a time when people want to draw back and try to control their future, which really is an illusion, we as a church can remind the world we serve a faithful and generous God who will supply for all our needs and actually work through us to supply for the needs of others as well. So thanks in advance for continuing to live generously and selflessly. But I would say the other way you, you can expect to experience the peace of God is by serving others and sharing the good news that Jesus is a firm foundation to build your life on. People need to know that right now. I had shared last week that I'd encourage you to find ways to serve your neighbors. Find a way to pastor your neighborhood. Really be the hands and feet of Jesus to your neighborhood right now and in your workplace as the Lord provides opportunity. Uh, we are a part of the Nextdoor app we have. Uh, we're signed up on that, and I actually got an email just this past week that they've created a space where on your map you can highlight your house as, as a house that helps others. So they're really making it easy for us to be the church right now, and I'd encourage you to find a way to do that. Because as you commit yourself to give selflessly, to serve others, and share good news, you can expect the peace of God to flood your soul. It's really important you hear this today, that you can, that we can experience the peace of God. And our prayer is that you do that today and the rest of this week. Uh, and so in closing today, I, I just want us to take a couple of minutes to pray. Because the promise of prayer is the removal of fear. I would encourage you to pray with others who might be in your living room or maybe you need to even FaceTime with somebody. Um, reach out, especially if you're single. Man, it is really important right now that if you're single, that you're reaching out to others and staying connected. Uh, we want to make sure that that's happening within our, our faith community. Let's put into practice what we've talked about this morning. So I'm just going to pray and close us in prayer, but then I'm going to encourage you to pray as we wrap up here in a moment. So God, we just pray right now. I pray, Jesus that uh, Christ would be unveiled. Lord, I pray 
that people see that Jesus did come and he destroyed death. I pray, Jesus, that they would understand that you are the firm foundation that we can build our life on. God, I pray for opportunities for believers to be able to share your good news, that you came, that you did this work, and that you're ready to be able to come into their lives and make a difference there too. Jesus, I do pray uh, for those that have been affected by this virus. I pray, Jesus, for healing in their bodies in Jesus' name. God, I pray against the spread of this virus. I pray, Jesus, you'd halt it in its tracks. Jesus, we pray that you'd be with the healthcare workers that are, that are dealing with this on the front lines. I pray, Jesus, you'd guide and protect them. God, I, I pray that you would help them to have wisdom in the days and, and weeks ahead to be able to know how to respond in, in ways that are responsible, in ways that help to, to curb uh, the spread of this virus. And Jesus, we pray uh, that you would continue to go before those families, Father, who have experienced loss. I pray, Jesus, that you'd bring hope and healing into their hearts. I pray, Jesus, that you um, would bring comfort today. And Jesus, we pray for our church families all across the greater Lafayette area. I pray that they would find ways to encourage each other in the days and weeks to come. Lord, we put our our whole uh, complete faith and trust in you. We know, Jesus, that all things are in your hands and that we can trust you today. And Lord Jesus, we pray that peace fill the hearts of everyone that's tuning in here today. And, and Jesus, we pray that people find you as peace today. In your name we pray. Amen. Uh, a couple of things I do want to encourage you. Parents, uh, if you didn't uh, check your email this morning, you should have gotten two emails. That The second one has the right links for you to be able to continue to instruct your kids and disciple them. Uh, we want to continue to move forward. Our, our kids workers have done a great job of, of compiling a, an easy way for you to disciple your kids today and this week. Uh, so check your email inbox for that. Uh, please, as Pastor Jim mentioned, do make sure your information is updated on Planning Center or Church Database. And you can call the church office if you need help with that or do it yourself online. Uh, because what you're going to see in the couple, next couple of weeks is, is ways that we're increasing contact with you and finding personal ways to do that. But we need good contact information to do it. Uh, so I would encourage you, go ahead, take a moment, take some time to just ask the people that are in your living room, whoever's there with you in your house today, just ask, how are you? And check in with people and then take time to pray as a family or with friends and uh, reach out through Facebook as well. Uh, let's not be alone. Let's make sure we're connected during this time. God bless.